Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Ask the Expert. Ask the Expert is an award-winning daily series from 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. to help small businesses just like you. If you have any questions, then ask them in the comments or the live feed. If you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBox SMB community group on Facebook and count on business experts just like myself are on hand 24-7. Join the live stream, we'll be running a poll, so please do engage and I'll reveal the results at the end. If you're on TikTok, check out the Be Your Own Boss competition. Pitch a new business idea and you could win investment, mentorship and business advice to help make it a reality tag hashtag be your own boss to enter the investment pot is now 10k thanks to go cardless adding more into the initial pot the purposeful pot project tag hashtag be your own boss to enter so who am i well my name is aaron patrick and as always it's a pleasure to be with you again i'm a chartered accountant and also a quickbooks certified trainer with a fancy new logo so don't be afraid to ask me any quickbooks related questions I also own a state-of-the-art online accounting firm called Boffix, which is the best in cloud technology available to help small businesses get the crucial real-time information they need at their fingertips. If you require accounting advice, payroll, bookkeeping services, and even QuickBooks training, then please do get in touch. We don't want small businesses to survive, but to thrive. I also have a dedicated QuickBooks YouTube channel called Aaron Patrick, The QuickBooks Chat. So if you need any more QuickBooks news and advice, then why not go over and give that channel a follow? Finally, I'm really excited to announce our new podcast slash talk show with fellow asset expert Rachel from Accountancy, and it's called The Going Concern, where we tackle all the weird, wonderful, and wacky questions around the world of accountancy. Our first show was last Thursday, which you can catch on demand, but if you would love to see you next Thursday at 12.30 on all our channels. Okay, enough about me, and let's focus on today's session, and as always... The session is all about you and your burning questions. If you have a question, then please use any of the social channels to get in touch. So while we wait for the first of the questions, I've got a quick public service announcement. If you've seen any of my previous shows, you'll know exactly what's about to come. We have a recertification undergoing at the moment here at QuickBooks for the ProAdvisor status. So if you're an accountant or bookkeeper with ProAdvisor status, and that's when you've completed your core or advanced course, then you have until the end of this month, that's the end of this month, that's only seven days away to get yourself recertified. Otherwise, you will lose your status. So please don't wait. Uh, we do really great webinars to be able to get you all up to date of what's happened in the world of QuickBooks. The recertification is all based on the last years of what's happened. So please don't wait, get yourself over to get yourself recertified and make sure you don't lose your certification. So today's topic, as we wait for your questions to arrive, the most important part of the show, my topic for today is to give you some trade secrets into the guide in creating online content, much like ASIC. But during the pandemic, a lot of businesses have been forced to do online delivery because face-to-face -face hasn't been a thing anymore. And it's a good time for you to start honing those skills because we found that more and more businesses have actually pivoted to that and are actually starting to use it more and more often. And the more you use it, the more that you're going to find the benefits of it. So what do I mean by online content? Well, it could be a webinar, a presentation, a talk show, just like that going concern that's every other Thursday at 12.30, or a podcast, just like the QuickBooks Labs that I also run on a Tuesday at 4.30. It could be a training course or even these days an online conference. Any of those that we're talking about there 
It all brings their own form of online delivery perks and online delivery issues. So I thought I'd give you a really good opportunity to talk to you about them today because it is completely different to the world of public speaking. So let's explore some tips as I talk about how I personally prepare for online delivery, just like this show, and um, that which goes live 8.30 a.m., just so you remember, um, and also gives you an opportunity to actually understand what it's like to get yourself prepared and some tips and tricks along the way. So the first part that I want to talk about is all about that, that start of the preparation. So before the camera even goes live, what do you need to start thinking about? Well, the first thing is definitely going to be the writing process. So it doesn't matter what type of online delivery that you're doing, it does make sense to at least write down, even if it's just bullet points, writing down what it is that you want to talk about. So whether or not you're involved in the writing process, it's important to understand some of the core principles we use when we write for and prepare for online content. One of the most important things you're going to have to do is consider your audience. So if you're going to be talking to a load of accountants, no problem whatsoever with bringing in accountancy slang and talking about high-level, complex accountancy ideas. But if you're talking to the general public, then all those accountancy-ness should really be done to a minimum. So you've got to know you understand your audience. That's going to help you massively when it comes to prepare and that let you understand what tone and what pace to be able to put that actual content into. Also, if you can, it's really, really useful to try and tell a story. Now, you don't have to start with once upon a time and go through anything like that, but really it does help to really understand your subject you're trying to put there if you try and put a start, some sort of issue, some sort of problem, some sort of resolution to that problem, and then an end as well. If you can keep that structure, you're going to find it's a much more engaging part of of content and also it means that people are going to be able to be far far more focused on what you're trying to deliver then once you've got everything all um all considered then you need to figure out exactly how to build it slowly now a lot of what i'm going to talk about today in terms of how to best practices is all about pacing so the how fast or how slow you present your actual content is going to have a real impact and again how engaging and how much um, uh, how much it's going to force yourself into what you're doing but if I'm going to be talking about pacing when one way you can make your life so much easier is when you come to the writing process and making sure that you you think about the pacing from there what you write and how you present that right the, the written content can actually help massively in the way that you're preparing going forward. Speaking of preparing, though, the next step is about preparing itself, both physically and mentally, when it comes to preparing for delivery. So once the content has been fully written, you'll need to prepare for the delivery. And the secret to great online delivery is preparation. In the run-up to the content, you'll need to start thinking about the physical environment, so where it is that you're doing it, so like I've done today, uh, final logistics and any other technical considerations. I always have a checklist for those final few things to help myself feel in control and relax before the start of the content. Do not leave it to the last minute. So the day before, I always have a quick little run-through in the same area that I'm going to be doing the actual um, content delivery if possible. Sometimes that's not always possible, but if you do have the opportunity to do that, it does make you feel a hell of a lot better going forward. You also, personally, I prefer having a nice tidy desk ready and waiting as well. Nothing worse than having to turn up and then having to 
declutter the desk beforehand. And then on the day, I do find that making sure that you've got some notes, a good little checklist, and you prepare yourself to breathe and smile is a great way to get yourself mentally uh, or physically involved in it. We talked about speaking of the physical ways and exactly how that works. On the day of the content and at points during the delivery, there are going to be certain things that you can control to make sure that you are physically in good shape to deliver the content. Consider the effect of the temperature, voice and breathing on delivery. I always have a complete warm-up before each actual particular online delivery, which includes exercises and making sure I've got the right liquids, making sure that I'm ready to help give my best in terms of voice and everything else that comes with it. So always consider your environment. Is it too hot or cold? Make sure your body's warmed up. Make sure your vocals are warmed up. And then make sure you've got plenty of water to hand. Making sure you've got all these sort of elements right is just really going to help you in terms of that preparation, both mentally and physically. Then we move on to the style of delivery. So once you're in presenting mode, you've really got to start about speaking clearly and most importantly, calmly as well. Naturally, the first thing you're going to do is going to rush out of the, of the races and you're going to be fast and frantic, mostly down to nerves. But all this does, it makes it more difficult for you because you're going to be more frantic. You're going to be more worried about how you're coming across and it's going to be more difficult for your audience as well. So try to pause and methodically think about demonstrating what you have and try to range, use a range of tones as well. If you do a process of speaking slowly and taking breaks and not trying to fill every single moment with speech, you're going to feel much calmer yourself and that's going to help you with the delivery itself. You also got to think about if you are trying to put some demonstrations in, I highly do recommend it. If you can try and mix and match, not just you talking to the camera, but maybe showing something on screen or whatever you can bring into your presentation to help, then that also helps with the pacing as well, because you can really take your time and you can start talking people through those particular screens. And I always find that's a great way of getting the pace and breaking things up. And it does make it so it's much easier for you to be able to provide that top quality content. One of the pro tips that I just want to mention as well is grace under fire. So things may go wrong during your content, like small glitches are nothing to get stressed out about and a perfectly natural part of working in a live environment. So don't worry if you have these small little glitches, maybe the audio might dip or something like that. It's not something to get too worried about. If you can navigate around these areas calmly, you'll give your audience the confidence in what you are talking about. I've had to present before a whole QuickBooks training webinar without the able without being able to actually access QuickBooks itself. So I'm sure a few glitches here and there won't become a problem. Um, and if you just need to stay calm, if you do have any major issues though, such as losing internet or connectivity or anything like that, then just make sure you have some form of contingency plan in place. Even if it's a case of just putting up a splash screen saying, we've got technical issues, we'll be back with you soon then it's just going to make your life easier and mean that you're not stressing when it comes to it. Worst case scenario, if that does happen, always, always just give yourself that extra few minutes because you're going to be out of focus. You're not going to be up to your best if you're trying to frantically trying to get everything all sorted. And then my final bit of advice before we move on to your wonderful questions is all about continuous improvement. 
one of the brilliant things about actually doing online delivery is the fact that you can actually watch it back. So you've delivered your first bit of content or maybe the first time in a long time. And what you can do now is to make sure that you ensure those high standards are set is first and foremost, you should really give yourself a big congratulations. It's not easy standing in front and talking about something for half an hour, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or whatever it's going to be. So giving you that congratulations is going to be so important. But please use those recordings. You'll find it so much of a benefit to actually watch back what you've just done, understanding where maybe you've gone a little bit wrong, maybe understand where you could actually take a sentence that you've used and be able to deconstruct it into something that's far more simpler or far more easy to understand. Those little things are just going to improve it. Also, make sure that you get that opportunity to take back any feedback. You might have a live chat that you can see some comments coming through, or you may ask them to actually produce some feedback at the end in, in the form of a survey. Either that, either way, you're going to get some great feedback that's going to help you take take that to take that take yourself to the next level. And don't worry too much about the content. Don't worry about what they say. Yes, there's going to be people out there who's going to be negative, but that's fine. Use that as a, as a way to spur you on to make sure that the next time you deliver the content is the best you can ever be. Always have a look at your tech as well. After every time I do an online thing, I always think about how I can maybe improve where my camera is or where my microphone is. And you'll be able to see that sort of stuff again by watching it back, looking at it and understanding exactly what went right, what went wrong. And just think about if there's any way you can improve that as well. And my final tip is then start watching others as well, because then you're going to be in a much more of a understanding of what they're going through and how they're having to deliver their content. So if you watch others going through the same problems and the same issues, you're going to be able to get some real great tips. One of those ways of doing that, every morning, 8.30 on Ask the Expert. It's going to be a great way of you understanding how different people deliver different online content. So if you watch every morning, you're going to pick up so many tips, not just from them, but also their method of delivering content as well. So good luck out there. Hopefully that's going to help you uh, deliver your first bit of content. And uh, do let us know if that is uh, something that you are looking to do, because it is something that more businesses have been able to get some really great, great results from, from starting to deliver online content. All right, let's get to your first question of the day then. So remember, if you have any burning questions, then get them in the comment section of the video. Get yourself involved because that's what today is all about, you and your burning questions. Okay, question number one, Cheryl from Twitter DM says, Hey, Aaron, any tips on how to use custom reminders that have been added to workflow in QuickBooks Online Accountant? That's a great question there from Cheryl. So as being a QuickBooks trainer, then definitely do get your QuickBooks questions into us. They're the best place for us to answer them. So in this particular question, it's all about QuickBooks Online Accountant. So this is a separate version of QuickBooks Online that us accountants get to use. And it gives us an opportunity to be able to look after our clients and be able to put information into there. Now, the custom reminders that are coming up are actually going to be put exactly the same as what we get in um, the full version of QuickBooks. It's just that in QuickBooks Online, you get a slightly different interface that you use of it. But it doesn't matter if you're using the full version of QuickBooks or if you're using QuickBooks Online itself as accountant, then you'll actually be able to now have a new feature in there under the settings cog in the top right hand corner. Go to settings, go to advanced, uh, sorry, no, go to sales. And then from there, you'll have an option to look at your actual reminders section just there. A little toggle box that you can turn on, 
turn those toggle box on and you'll get three different reminders that you can set. And for each one of them, you can set when the reminder is triggered and then what that reminder is going to do. So you're going to have plenty of options to customize that to your heart's content. That's going to give you the opportunity then to really make sure that those reminders being set, sent out are in your the tone of your company. So exactly how you want those tones to be presented and also to make sure that they're being sent at the right time as well so you can play around with what triggers then and when they get triggered so hopefully that's going to help you there cheryl a uh, great question on that one any further follow-up then don't be afraid to reach out to us um we've also got another twitter uh, dm coming in from depanchi and it's asked does quickbook account for cis reverse charge on the cash vat scheme Great question there. Um, so yes, the, the the most important thing is CIS reverse charge is a element within QuickBooks that was released literally the day that CIS reverse charge was actually come into play. Um, and that's one of the beauties of having a cloud-based solution as your accounting software. Because what that means is that without you having to do anything, the software gets updated automatically. And this is a great example of how that came into play. Now, you may not find that the reverse charge is actually activated for you uh, when you first log in or when you first want to use it. What you need to do is you go to your tax codes. And when you go to your tax code, you'll see there's an option there for adding new tax code or, or bringing in the uh, or, or selecting new tax code, shall I say. Bring up that page and you'll see that there is a page full of other tax codes you may not have been been able to see before and within there is an option for 20 percent reverse charge cis so you'll see there's that there there's also a 0 percent reverse charge cis as well so that might be something you want to consider using as well but either way all you need to do is find that particular tax code go over to the right hand side you'll see a little toggle box turn that toggle box on so that then the cis reverse charge is available to use and then you'll be able to use that now, what you're going to have to make sure is A, that the date is after the actual date of it. So we shouldn't be having any problems there. But if you try and do it a date before reverse charge came into play, it will just give you an error message. So make sure your date's correct. Um, and then also just make sure that whatever sort of um, income that you're using, uh, whatever products and service that you're using to be able to show that actual reverse charge is being selected as a CIS one as well. Um, for you to be able to bring those products and services relating to CIS, you do need to make sure you've turned CIS on. So basically, if you've got CIS turned on and you've gone to your tax code and turned on the CIS reverse charge code, then you're going to have everything you need to be able to do CIS on the reverse charge basis. So yeah, hopefully that's going to help you from that one. It actually doesn't change much um, in terms of the way that you're doing anything in terms of QuickBooks Online. Just turning on those two features just give you access to the CIS features, which then gives you a chance to be able to make sure that you're recording CIS correctly. So yeah, good luck with it. Hopefully that should answer your question there. Um, but yeah, there's a just go and turn it on. And also, if you need to, there is a video that I've done on my channel, Aaron Patrick, the QuickBooks chat. And on there, I go through the CIS reverse charge in a lot more detail. So maybe have a look at that one. Um, Rally on Facebook Messenger asks, I want to start creating video content for our online business in-house, but I don't know where to start content-wise. Any advice on how to prioritize and or figure out, how, out what will be most engaging for our potential customers? Well, my biggest tip that I could ever give anyone on this one is just, just jot down what you've been telling customers in a particular day. You see, the most engaging content that you could probably create at the very beginning 
It's just answering those questions that your customers are asking on a day-to-day basis. See, if you've got a customer asking you a particular question, then they're obviously going to have a need for that answer. So if you can provide some online content that talks about that answer and talks about that question, then you're going to not only do yourself a favor, because that's going to be a tool that you can use to answer those questions going forward, but also it's going to make you a more appealing content delivery because you're answering questions that people already have and uh, questions about. So the fact that you're already preempting their questions and already providing them an answer is obviously going to help you when it comes to online delivery. Plus, from your point of view, that should be stuff that you're comfortable with talking about. Because if you think about it, you've probably given that answer away 500 million times before now. So actually just putting it to camera and producing it in some form of online content means that naturally you're going to be able to answer those questions and much more fluidly and much more easily. You're going to be able to find your feet in terms of how you want to deliver your content. You know, do you want to do it bite size? Do you want to do it in long form? However, that's going to work for you. But actually putting that to, to camera first is the only way that you're going to learn and understand it. And also the fact that you're doing it in-house, you're going to have a huge advantage in terms of when it comes to editing that particular content. You're going to be able to see what went right, what went wrong, how you delivered that particular content, how that worked, how that didn't work, how you took the camera and actually placed it, if that was you know engaging or not engaging. You're going to learn so much by that editing process. So I think the fact that you're doing it in-house, the fact that you've already got customers asking you questions and asking you issues means that you're pretty much all the way there. All you need to do is get around to actually taking that first video, editing it down, and importantly, getting it out there to the the world. You'll probably, and every single person I've ever spoken to will, will admit this, that their first bit of content and their first few bits of content is by far the worst content they'll ever do. But that's a good thing because what you do is you find that content and then you improve on it. You'll do some more content, you'll improve on it, you'll do some more content and you'll improve on it once more. I personally can't watch back any of my first bit of content that I've ever done because I don't like the way it's presented. I don't like what's there. But I know now that I've learned from all of those elements and actually I've been able to improve on them and be able to get to a standard that I'm happy with and a standard that I can then continually improve as well. So yeah, you seem to have all the kind of earmarks there for be able to do your own online content. So I highly, highly recommend just get a camera out. Use your mobile phone if you need to and just get some content done on questions that you get asked on a regular basis. That way you'll be able to get some feedback as well on the content and you'll be able to go from there. So good luck with that. Hopefully, fingers crossed for you that you'll be able to get yourself out there and get yourself um, into the content as needed. Uh, Daniela on Twitter DM asks, what can we do to set dress our backgrounds a bit more? I'm often just working in my home office and I don't feel like it's engaging or appropriate for external video content. What a great question there. So um, yeah, it's one of the questions that definitely I, I asked myself at the very beginning of the pandemic when suddenly we were being relied more and more on these video contents and going forward. And again, if you look back at my very first couple of videos I did, or by very first Ask the Experts that we've had here, then you'll see that my I had no consideration really for the background and everything else. 
But over time, I've tried to make it so it is engaging. It is something that is something that, you know, I can look at and I can see has kind of got my own stamp on it and it's got my own branding on it and it's got something that I can kind of be proud of and can understand and see it. But you'll build it over time. One of the things I also learned is not to make it too distracting. So, you know, try and make it subtle, try and make it something that is, um, you know, is, is something that is worthwhile and something that you can actually see and is, is relevant to you, but isn't distracting enough that people aren't actually listening to what you've got to say. They're just interested in what's behind. And the reason that I started to kind of go for this kind of setup that I've got behind me is because I was just seeing from other content that I was watching and not even thinking about it before, but I was drawn to, you know, when I see that in the background, I know it's that content provider. When I see this in the background, I know it's relating to that content provider. And it becomes really powerful because it starts to build that brand. It starts to build that, that, that awareness of what that person is talking about. And then I know that if I can, you know, if I see that particular set drop and I see that, I know that it's going to talk about this particular project or this particular issue. And I know that I can, you know, I can relate to it or, or whatever the content's going to be. So I find it really important and it's something you can have a lot of fun with as well because you can start putting little bits there that people are going to see and everything else. And also one of the things I found is that there's only a very small area of your of your house or your room that this camera can actually see. So it gives you an opportunity to just build it what's in there and you know, you'd, you'd be absolutely surprised if I turned the camera around and showed you what's behind the other end because it looks nothing like what's behind me here. So, you know, you get to use and be a bit more creative in the space you've got, and that's going to give you a chance to really have some fun and build some brand identity with it as well. So have fun with it is the most important thing I could say there because, you know, you're going to have the opportunity to enjoy it. Worst case scenario, though, if you haven't got the luxury of being able to, you know, use your background or anything else, then there is the option to blur out the background or put your own, um, you know, your own um, backdrop as well. Green screen or that sort of technology is a great way of being able to bring it in on going forward. Um, next question then, um, we've got a, uh, a Jatil from YouTube asking how to, how to import customers with service to QuickBooks Online. Great question there. So if you want to look into an import in anything on QuickBooks Online, go up into the right-hand corner, go to the company cog, open that up, and you'll see that under the tool section, you've got a whole import area. Click into the import area, and it's going to bring you up a page full of what you can import. Now, when it comes to those items for importing there, you're going to have the option to be able to see what it is that is available to import. So you've got your bank you can import, your customers, which is what you're interested in, your suppliers, and you're going to have the other aspects there as well. Now, on every one of those options to import, so customers is what you're asking for here, then you're going to have to, the opportunity to click into that import area and it's going to tell you most of what you need to know directly in there. One of the great things about the importing feature in QuickBooks Online is it's got lots and lots of aspects to help you and help your business uh, get that information in. So in each of the import areas, you've got an import guide, you've got a sample data, and that's going to give you the basis of what it is you need to be able to import into QuickBooks Online. So my first and best tip I can tell you is to go to that company cog, go to tools, go to import and click into import customers from there. From there, you'll be able to download the sample file and that's going to form the basis of what you need to import. 
use that sample file. That sample file will be laid out perfectly for you so that QuickBooks can be able to import it in with no problem. So use that file as your, your template, your basis, get whatever data it is that you want to import and just fill the, the columns in that you need to fill in. Once you've got that sample data all filled out, you can then go and import that data in and you'll find that QuickBooks will hold your hand and make sure that data has been imported beautifully for you. So it is the import inside of QuickBooks is really, really powerful, really, really strong, something I use on a daily basis. And all you really need to do is just get yourself importing that first one. Again, I've got a video on it on the QuickBooks and Patrick QuickBooks channel. Start again. I've got a video for it on Aaron Patrick, the QuickBooks chat video channel, a YouTube channel, shall I say. On all about importing. So if you are still struggling, head over to that and drop us a comment or something if you're still having problems. All right. With that then, I think that's the end of today's session. Yet again, these half an hour is just absolutely fly by. So we've got a poll results in and we asked you, um, and I asked you at the start of it, does your business deliver online video content? Drum roll, please. 0% of you are saying yes, and 100% of you said no. I really hope if you can just use some of those tips that I've given you today, uh, especially that great question that came in about, you know, what sort of content should I do? How do I start content-wise? I really do think that if you use some of those tips, get yourself set up and get something posted out there, you'll see some great results for your business. YouTube especially, and there's far other content providers out there, Instagram Lives, all of those sort of um, social platforms as well, you'll find some really, really great ways of getting your name out there and building that trust. Because now that we're in a pandemic or you know, hopefully we're out of the pandemic, but while we're in this online only world, it's really difficult to build that trust that we've used to be, we're used to build it. Yet, if you give yourself online content and you give yourself the chance to do online videos, you'll find it's much easier to build that kind of thing. So I really do hope people use that um, use that opportunity today and build on it and build it from there. Okay, so with that then, just for me to go through the final bit. So thank you for all for tuning in this morning. If you want to contact me, then please use the mess or please use the email hello at boffix.com and I'm more than happy to answer any questions you may have. Coming up on Asset Expert tomorrow is Glenn Collins, Head of Technical Advisory and Policy at ACCA. Tune in to learn how to log government grants or schemes in your account. A reminder that if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountant and business experts just like myself are on hand 24-7. And I really am. I'm always answering questions on there. So please do get involved. And don't forget to be your own boss competition on TikTok. Pitch a new business idea and you could win investment mentorship and business advice. The investment pot is now up to 10K thanks to BizGoCardless, adding more into the initial pot from the purposeful project. Tag hashtag be your own boss to enter. I really enjoyed answering your questions today. It's been a fantastic uh, Ask the Expert. Can't wait for tomorrow's. Can't wait for the rest that we've got in store for you this week. Hope to see you in the next video. Bye for now.